Hello everyone, this is Ben, uh, back reading again for uh, Magic Books and we're doing uh, Chicken Soup, the original Chicken Soup for the Soul and um, the uh, section that I'm going to be reading is called All the Good Things, it's a short story um, A kind word is like a spring day, Russian proverb is the uh, little quote at the top so I'm going to read this uh, story Okay, He was in the third grade I taught at St Mary's School in Morris, Minnesota. All 34 of my students were dear to me, but Mark Eklund was one in a million. Very neat in appearance, he had that happy-to-be-alive attitude that made even his occasional mischievousness delightful. Mark also talked incessantly. I tried to remind him again and again that talking without permission was not acceptable. What impressed me so much, though, was the sincere response every time I had to correct him for misbehaving. Thank you for correcting me, sister. I didn't know what to make of it at first, but before long I became accustomed to hearing it many times a day. One morning, my patience was growing thin when Mark talked once too often. I made a novice teacher mistake. I looked at Mark and said, if you say one more word, I'm gonna take your mouth shut. It wasn't 10 seconds later, that Chuck blurted out, Mark is talking again. I hadn't asked any of the students to help me watch Mark, but since I had stated the punishment in front of the class, I had to act on it. I remember the scene as if it had occurred this morning. I walked to my desk very deliberately, opened the drawer and took out a roll of masking tape. Without saying a word, I proceeded to Mark's desk, tore off two pieces of tape and made a big X with them over his mouth. I then returned to the front of the room. As I glanced at Mark to see how he was doing, he winked at me. That did it. I started laughing. The entire class cheered as I walked back to Mark's desk, removed the tape and shrugged my shoulders. His first words were, thank you for correcting me, sister. At the end, I was asked to teach, at the end of the year, I was asked to teach junior high math. The years flew by and before I knew it, Mark was in my classroom again. He was more handsome than ever and just as polite. Sincere, he had to listen to my instruction in the new math. He did not talk as much in the ninth grade. One Friday, things just didn't feel right. We had worked hard on a new concept all week and I sensed that the students were growing frustrated with themselves and edgy with one another. I had to stop this crankiness before it got out of hand. So I asked them to list the names of the other students in the room on two sheets of paper, leaving a space between each name. Then I told them to think about the nicest thing that they could say about each of their classmates and write it down. It took the remainder of the class period to finish the assignment, but as the students left the room, each one handed me their paper. Chuck smiled. Mark said, thank you for teaching me, sister. Have a good weekend. The Saturday, I wrote down the name of each student on a separate sheet of paper and I listed what everyone else had said about that individual. On Monday, I gave each student his or her list. Some of them ran two pages. Before long, the entire class was smiling, really. I heard whispered. I never knew that meant anything to anyone. I didn't know others liked me so much. No one ever mentioned those papers in class again. I never knew if they discussed them after class or with their parents but it didn't matter 
the exercise had accomplished its purpose. The students were happy with themselves and one another. Again. The group of students moved on. Several years later, after I returned from a vacation, my parents met me at the airport. As we were driving home, Mother asked the unusual question, sorry, the usual question about the trip, how the weather was, my experiences in general. There was a slight law in the conversation. Mother gave Dad a sideways glance and simply said, Dad, my father cleared his throat that Eklund's called last night, he began. Really, I said, I haven't heard from them for several years. I wonder how Mark is. Dad responded quietly. Mark was killed in Vietnam, he said. The funeral is tomorrow and his parents would like it if you could attend. To this day, I can still pour point to the exact spot on 1-494 where Dad told me about Mark. I think that's a road. Sorry, I-494, yeah. I had never seen a serviceman in a military coffin before. Mark looked so handsome, so mature. All I could think at that moment was, Mark, I would give all the masking tape in the world if only you could talk to me. The church was packed with Mark's friends. Chuck's sister sang the battle hymn of the Republic. Why did it have to rain on the day of the funeral? It was difficult enough at the graveside. The pastor said the usual prayer and the and the bugler played taps. Bugler, sorry. The bugler played taps. One by one, those who loved Mark took a last walk by the coffin and sprinkled it with holy water. I was the last one to bless the coffin. As I stood there, one of the soldiers who had acted as a pallbearer came to me. Were you Mark's math teacher? He asked. I nodded as I continued to stare at the coffin. Mark talked about you a lot. He said, after the funeral, most of Mark's former classmates headed to the Chuck's farmhouse for lunch. Mark's mother and father were there, obviously waiting for me. We want to show you something, his father said. Taking a wallet out of his pocket, they found this on Mark when he was killed. He thought you might recognise it. Opening the, bi- the billfold, he carefully removed two t- worn pieces of notebook paper that had obviously been t- taped, folded and refolded many times. I knew without looking that the papers were the ones on which I listed all the good things each of Mark's classmates had said about him. Thank you so much for doing that, Mark's mother said. As you can see, Mark treasured it. Mark's classmates started to gather around us. Chuck smiled, repeated rather sheepishly and said, I still have my list. It's in my top drawer of my desk at home. John's wife said, John asked me to put his in our wedding album. I have mine too, Marilyn said. It's in my diary. Then Vicky, another classmate, reached into her pocketbook, took out her wallet and showed her worn and frazzled list to the group. I carry this with me at all times. Vicky said without battling an eyelid. Without batting an eyelid. I think I think we all saved our lists. That's when I finally sat down and cried. I cried for Mark, Mark and for all the friends who would never see him again. Okay, and that's by Helen P. M- 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 Molsa. 
So uh, it's quite a powerful story actually, it just shows that um, somebody took some initiative and uh, did a simple simple exercise to tr- try and bring out the best in people, in, in some way, a group of people, and it, um, it, it worked, I think, more than they could ever imagine. It just shows um, how powerful um, that, that uh, this exercise was, and just that little bit of love went a long way. So um, it certainly uh, it's gone so far in, in this story as um, it's made it into this book and been uh, read by probably millions of people. So um, yeah, okay. So it's it's all about by the I think the moral of the story is is about doing something for somebody else and trying to bring the best out in in people. So I think. Um, uh, that was a very enjoyable reading and I hope you got as much out of it uh, as I did Um, thanks for listening and I'll see you on the the next reading bye bye